Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast, Finding Your Way Home. I'm Julie McMichael, your host, and I am delighted that you're here. So today we are going to be taking you on another journey of self-discovery as we explore insightful and inspirational topics that will help you find your way back home to your authentic self. So in today's episode, we are talking about radical self-care, healing and wellness. Now, this is beyond your typical self-care routine, and I believe it's something that we all really need right now. So we're going to explore the four cornerstones of our wellness and what we can do to heal ourselves so we can genuinely live a vibrant, healthy and happy life. So settle in and I hope you enjoy our conversation. to draw your attention to how you can master your self-care and genuinely heal yourself from your past habits, thoughts and feelings. I believe we all have the right to live a long, healthy and happy, vibrant life. But that isn't always the case. Life gets in the way. We have health problems, health scares, you know, we get overwhelmed with just the busyness of life, fatigue can kick in and sometimes we just can't get the focus we need for our own well-being. Now, I believe that if we make a conscious decision to take our well-being seriously, that is beyond going to the gym and pumping iron. It is going beyond just eating healthy, just trying to lose weight. It is about the integration of the four cornerstones of wellness. Now, let's look at those cornerstones so we know what we're talking about at the beginning. So it's the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Now, if we can master all four of these in the right way, right from the outset, then we will shift ourselves from doing to being. So we're looking here not for a quick fix before a big holiday or a big event. What we want to do is create a sustained way of being and that relationship that we create with ourselves and our health and well-being will be non-negotiable. So let's look at why this is so critical, but also why we find it so difficult. So in the Vedic tradition, there is a term known as Dinakaira, and this is used for daily lifestyle routine. So when it comes to creating that wellness strategy that we do really need, then we also want to think about how we can sustain it. And so if we want to sustain it, then what we need to do is we need to go beyond what we have been doing and really start to cultivate a daily routine, something that is manageable, but also something that will allow you to feel rested and rejuvenated. So creating a healthy daily routine or ritual and aligning ourselves to nature's rhythms and then honoring its cycles of rest and activity are really critical to finding balance. Now, in today's world, many of us, are genuinely unaware of those natural rhythms of our body and instead we're guided by habit and convenience. We ignore the internal signs and rely on external ones. The result is often compromised health. Fatigue and the accumulation of toxicity builds in our mind and our bodies. This will over time lead to a range of symptoms that most of us experience on a daily basis, me included. Anxiety, insomnia, migraines, constant worrying, lacking in decision making. Now these are real modern day challenges that do get in the way of you caring for yourself. Does this sound familiar? It's certainly familiar to me. So let's look at this. We have one body in this lifetime. And so why not treat it well? So it's important, I believe, not to misuse our bodies or take them even for granted. 
And it's really important when we're thinking about those cornerstones that we honor the mind, body, and the soul because those are the keys to taking care of the whole of you. Recognizing when your energy levels are depleted and understanding what you need at certain times of the day to support that balanced and energized life. We also need to add a big dollop of compassion into here because we need compassion to support our mind and also to calm our emotions. And if we can do that, then we can master healing and get our wellness on track. The problem is that most of us, like me, do too much for other people. We prioritize others before we prioritize ourselves. Usually we are the bottom of the list, even if, I don't even know, even if I'm on my own list, maybe I am a little bit more now, but I certainly wasn't years ago and I don't know where you are, but I've forgotten about putting myself on the list and I spent most of my life being one of those people who did things for others, doing too much for others and not enough for myself. Now, one of the laws of the universe is about the exchange of giving and receiving. And it's so important that you can find ways to both get that equal balance because the universe does operate through that dynamic exchange of giving and receiving. And the same applies to your well-being. If you get a deep sense of satisfaction in giving to others, you may find yourself that maybe you're giving too much to other people and you're not receiving enough back in return basically unable to top up your own tank. Now it can also work the opposite way. You can be taking a lot, too much maybe from others and not giving enough. Now, either way, doesn't really matter, but if there's no equilibrium, you will be out of balance. So to live your life in flow with ease and grace, you have to master balancing between giving and receiving. And when you do one more than the other, you're going to find it difficult to ground yourself and remain centered. This can show up in so many different ways. And you might have even recognized this yourself that maybe, I don't know, you're just not feeling right. You're out of sorts, feeling under the weather, fatigue, all these kind of symptoms that we know today that happen all the time. But it's in these moments that you need to understand how much you're giving versus how much you're receiving. It's essential that you learn to understand what you need and when you need it. Now, without that inner strength or resilience, it's really unlikely you're ever going to come fully home to your true self because you're going to be too exhausted. You'll be knackered and you won't even know even how to get there. Most of us believe we should look after ourselves. Do that exercise class, go for a run, go on a diet, cut out the carbs, stop drinking. But when we put restrictions on ourselves in that way, we're only dealing with what we think we should do. We're only dealing with the symptom. We're not getting to the root cause at all. And I, like many, approach my self-care with the I should attitude rather than I will attitude, which led me to be on a diet for near enough 20 years of my life. Most women I know are always criticizing how big their bum looks, how bloated their belly is. No one actually wakes up in the morning and says, whoa, I love my body. Look at my body. How cool is it? Now, when the cracks in my first marriage started to appear, I noticed that my self-care routine I've been following had just started to fall by the wayside. I found I didn't have the energy to go to the gym. I noticed I would opt for sweet treats all the time instead of those healthy alternatives that I'd created for myself. My alcohol intake also increased, which made me want to eat easy comfort food. And the daily routine I had put into practice was just soon forgotten. I was irritable, lacking in energy, and I felt completely out of balance. I knew something was wrong, but I just didn't have the energy to figure out what it was. 
This went on for a number of years and so did my habits. I needed to lose at least three stone. The thought of that overwhelmed me completely and I was not enthused about the concept or the task ahead. I was going to the gym three times a week. I was eating my five a day and I was drinking my required water. What was it? Two liters of water or something like that. But nothing was shifting. And it was at that point I knew that I needed to look beyond the weight. So beyond the symptom and get to the root cause. That's when I decided to explore the four cornerstones of wellness. I decided to go back to look at my daily routine. So when I was exploring those four cornerstones of wellness, I set about tackling them one by one. And I chose to look after the whole of me, the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual aspects of myself. So I decided to craft my own wellness strategy. I needed to look at my routine and break it down into manageable steps. I decided to explore what it should look like, what was realistic, and more to the point, what was manageable for me. And I wrote down what I wanted. I had four kind of intentions. I wanted a joyful, energetic body, a compassionate, loving heart, a reflective, alert mind, and a lightness of being. So let's break these four down a little bit more. So let's look at the physical side, that joyful, energetic body. So what I did was I continued with my physical activity, but I also decided to learn to do yoga and I continued with the gym just to build up some strength. I found myself wanting to be outside in nature more, so I ran and I cycled. And that made my mood a little bit lighter. And I found myself much more energized than I'd been before. I noticed that over time, I stopped craving those sweet things and my palate changed. I wanted healthier alternatives, more fruit, more veg, lean proteins. I did stop drinking alcohol for a period of time and that also gave me more energy and it helped my hormonal mood swings. And I developed an evening routine where my phone would be literally out of reach after 9pm, no scrolling allowed. Lit a candle in the bedroom and got my bedroom ready for me moving into that sleep period. By 10.30, the lights would be out and I'd have, hopefully, on average, eight hours of undisturbed sleep. Now, when I introduced this routine into my life, and as the couple of weeks moved into the couple of months, I started to see the weight move. More weight shifted and I started to lose the weight that I really wanted to. Now, what I also realized was that I'd figured out how much I was giving versus how much I was receiving. And I started to regain balance in that area too. My physical aspects of my being were getting better and I felt energetic and joyful. Now, when we look at the second cornerstone, which is around building that compassionate, loving heart, I've been practicing meditation, as most of you know, for quite a while. And that was going well. And I also introduced Reiki into my monthly routine. This helped me find more balance within and I noticed how I experienced my world. It was a bit different than what I'd had before. I started to observe what I was doing without any judgment. I acknowledged if I was having a bad day, if it was pretty shit, I would just say so. And I looked at how I could build a different way to have my relationships. And when at night I lay there in bed, I would repeat to myself a number of positive affirmations, specifically around me and how I could build compassionate, which is, I am whole, I am creative. And these things really helped me move forward. And what I noticed over time was that my patience and tolerance expanded and I accepted myself more fully for who I was. Through meditation, I would do some breath work. I would do an extra few minutes after my meditation practice and that mantra would keep coming back. I am whole, I am creative and I am resourceful. And I kept saying that to myself over and over again. 
until I realized that I started to have a compassionate, loving heart for myself. Now, the third aspect is about trying to create a reflective, alert mind. Now, I remained positive and I was open. I was moving forward in the way that I wanted to, but it wasn't always easy. And one of the ways to try and make things easier for myself was that I started to try to declutter, not just declutter my wardrobes and my cupboards, but declutter my mind. And so I started to introduce more conscious breathing and more pauses for breath throughout my day. In fact, I did it four times a day. What that did for me was it really brought my attention back into the present moment. And it also allowed my body to move. I would get up from my desk, I would stretch and I would breathe properly. And that would bring that awareness into the body, awareness into the breath. And by introducing those regular pauses, I was freeing myself up. My capacity for learning increased and my decision-making was precise. Alongside that, I was more creative and I just shifted into a new gear. And I made sure that I had time every day to journal and reflect. Now, over this time, I then developed that reflective alert mind. Now, the final cornerstone of wellness is the spiritual one, and this is a little bit less tangible than the others. I was moving more into a state of being, meaning, you know, I continued with that meditation. I increased it to twice a day, sometimes for 30 minutes of a morning, 30 minutes of an evening. And I started to introduce a conscious approach to gratitude. So when things happened throughout my day, I would be thankful. I would say thank you to the universe. And every night I would keep a gratitude journal. I would acknowledge be thankful and write what I appreciated about my day, others, and also myself. I would actively seek out those I wanted to say thank you to. I would be clear about the message I wanted to share and actively say, I acknowledge you and I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you being in my life. I can't tell you the peace that came with that simple act of kindness was phenomenal. And what I noticed was that others started to do the same to me. So this was this universal currency in flow, the giving and receiving piece. It was reciprocal. I'd never experienced that before or even asked for it, but it came. And when it did, I showed tremendous gratitude. On my daily walks, I slowed down. I noticed the sky. I felt the sun on my skin and I listened to the wind blowing through the trees. And I started to pay attention to the subtle shifts of my energy. It was lovely to feel the sun on my skin. Honestly, it felt like I'd been kissed by Mother Nature. I felt connected to something bigger than me and that made me feel so much better, so much more grounded. I introduced those daily intentions into my life more and more, how I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up. And this made me even more connected. My intention was and still is today to be present in this moment. So I focused on the moment, not the past or the future, just what was happening right here, right now. Now, I know if you master these four cornerstones of wellness, you will be able to top up your tank as and when you need to. You will become the master of your own wellness. And not only that, you will heal yourself. Now, at the end of our conversations, I've been inviting you to make a promise to yourself that you will go and do the work that you need to do. And I would love you to reflect on what you need to do to change your wellness or to add something in that is going to create a better wellness approach to living your life. I'd like you to think about how you can introduce a joyful, energetic body, a compassionate, loving heart, a reflective, alert mind and a lightness of being. 
I really want you to come back home to your true self and I know this is the way to do it. If you make the time to truly heal yourself, you will find space. You will find the right steps to walk you back home to your true self. So thank you for joining me today in this conversation. I've loved having this conversation with you and I hope what I've shared will hopefully inspire you and motivate you to do the same as I have done. Now, if I can do it, I know you can too. Now, I hope to see you next time when we're going to be taking our final step to coming home to your true self. So please tune in. Until then, stay well and see you soon.